Hey everyone, welcome into another edition of the End Zone Podcast. WTOC Sports Director Jake Wallace and Lindsey Goff alongside with you for this Friday edition of the show, and that means it's all high school football today. And Lindsey, we are kind of right in the middle of the region season. A lot of homecoming games tonight. Um, it's starting to feel like football weather a little bit. We're going to be in the is 80s. it? <laughs> it's we'll still in, pretty we'll, hot. We'll be in the eighties tonight, so that'll be good. Um, but. A couple games that'll be a lot of fun, and we had a big game last night. We'll get to that one here mm-hmm. in just a minute. You'll also hear from uh, Jenkins head coach Jason Cameron uh, later today as well. But we'll we'll talk about tonight, and one of the games I want to get to is one of the ones that's going to lead off our show tonight. That's Swainsboro at Metter. That's a big game in Class AA across the state. Swainsboro yep. sixth in the state in, in Class AA rankings. Metter coming off a big win at Toombs County last week. I saw him a really good defensive game. This one's at the Jungle in Metter. The Jungle. All these places have great names. Well, you know, when you're the Tigers, you play in the Jungle. That's fair. This is a battle of the Tigers, and this is a big game for Metter. They want to prove where they are in year two under head coach Rodney Garvin. Uh, A little bit of a switch up offensively. They've got some really good athletes uh, defensively, but this is a Swainsboro team. Like I said, they're sixth in the state. Their only loss this year is to uh, Dublin, who's a state title favorite in Class AA. Metter has not beaten Swainsboro since 1955. They are 0-9 wow. since then. Fact. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that one um, because of the ramifications in that region. If Metter can get off to a 2-0 start and beat Swainsboro, then the, the orange and white Tigers certainly have a leg up. Yeah, I agree. I haven't got to see either of those teams this year. What's your outlook on this? What, if you had to make an early prediction. It would be an upset. Um, it's not a... Swainsboro, I think, is a seven-point favorite according to the Maxwell projections. They beat Metter last year 15 nothing at home. Um, this is a really good Swainsboro team from everything I've seen. Uh, senior QB Cade Humans leading them. They've got really a, a lot of talent at running back and wide receiver. Um, I think Swainsboro is, is probably the favorite and, and should be the favorite, but I'm not going to be surprised if this is a game in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, I was really impressed by what I saw out of Metter last week, um, especially they sealed the game with like a 14-play, 98-yard drive that oh took <laughs> most of the fourth quarter against Toombs County. So this is a Metter team that's got a lot of belief, talking to them last week going to Toombs County. Um, they're not going to be surprised if they beat Swainsboro. Mm-hmm. And I think it opened up a lot of eyes in the state if Metter can do it. That's one that we'll be watching tonight Absolutely. on the end zone. Another game we'll be watching over at Saunders Field on the campus of Savannah Country Day. The Hornets 4-0 for the second straight year. They're hosting the Claxton Tigers, Tony Welch's team, uh, coming to town. And this Hornet team was 4-0 last year. Mm-hmm. went to the Pecan Grove and promptly got beat by 22 by Claxton. So a lot of these kids on the Country Day team are going to be looking for a little they revenge. They remember that. A little bit of revenge and also maybe a little bit of validation. They've won their last two games by a combined four points. Yeah. Both were, were comeback victories. And so I think a lot of people might be looking at this Country Day team and saying, how real are, are they? Are they legit? Exactly. Yeah. And, and this Claxton team is 3-1 and one this year. Their only loss was to a really good Toombs County team that we just talked about. Um, a win today over Claxton, I, th- I think, would certainly give Country Day some of that validation. And, and you've seen Country Day this year. Twice, I believe. And uh, both of those games were the two games you mentioned mm-hmm. where they won, but not by a lot, both in pretty close fashion. So... A win is a win, but 
a blowout very very different than winning by a last second field goal and both of these and both of these teams could could use a, a boost with a victory both ranked in the top 10 of the class right. a power ratings country day is eighth in the private rankings claxton 10th in the public rankings so a lot on the line um tonight at, at saunders field that one's going to be one that we lead the show off with and i'm really looking forward to seeing how things go over at country day that's a homecoming game as well we've got two interstate battles tonight beaufort traveling to effingham mm-hmm. county in a makeup game from dorian that's tonight at rebel field and then this one in the palmetto state new Hampstead traveling to hilton head and this one there is a ton of division one college football talent that'll be on the field yeah i've gotten to see new Hampstead once um they're fun to watch last week they had one of our plays of the week mm-hmm. candidates actually um and west virginia was at their game last mm-hmm. week checking them out um yeah, I haven't gotten to see Hilton Head, know a little bit about them, mm-hmm. but that'll be a fun one to check out the highlights for. Yeah, that one's going to be at the Nest, and, and Hilton Head coming off two straight blowout wins. Um, seem to have gotten their feet under them, but this new Hampstead team will probably be the probably the second-best team they've played this year, mm-hmm. I would say. They lost to May River yeah. earlier in the year, and this new Hampstead team, they, they have struggled to find consistency under uh, new head coach um, Kyle Hockman. They've alternated wins and losses. They're two and three on the year. Their last uh, game coming as a loss. So maybe that's a good omen for tonight for the Phoenix. But if you want to see a game where there are going to be a lot of players moving on to the next level, a lot of guys repping the nine one two or the eight four three, guys, you'll see on Saturday at the next level. This is going to be one to watch. We had one of those last night in Jenkins and Islands. This one could certainly yeah. live up to the billing as well. I'm also interested to see how Hilton Head can can play. I think a lot of times there's some state pride in these games, and absolutely, you know, people talk about South Georgia football and and you know the talent and and how great the teams are. If you're Hilton Head, you're playing a little bit for some Palmetto State pride. Absolutely, you gotta rep the SC. Yeah, if you can get a win here, you can you know. Show people that they got some good football in South Carolina too, and they certainly right. do. Um, the low country. Yeah, Hilton Head looking for their third straight win uh, tonight at home against New Hampstead. So the 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 end zone action has already gotten started. We had it last night, mm-hmm. Jenkins and Islands, one of the more anticipated games of the high school football year. Lived up to the billing for the most part. Jenkins gets a twenty to seven win over yeah. Islands. Obviously, a lot. Um, of stuff kind of (laughs) overshadowing this game. Um, Islands, of course, facing GHSA sanctions that they are appealing. That appeal will be heard Tuesday of next week. Um, Islands holding out a few starters, Mm -hmm. which you have to assume are guys that might be dealing with some some of this eligibility issues. Um, but Islands, to their credit, they they fought really hard in this game. I think there were people wondering, you know, were they gonna? How were they react? They came out seven six lead at halftime and and had showed some athleticism and showed why they they got off to a five and zero start despite missing a couple guys. Well, I'll ask you. I left after the first quarter and Jenkins was up by a touchdown at that point. It was pretty evenly matched I would say mm-hmm. in the first quarter where was the mismatch how did Jenkins start to pull away uh they they did what they do which is run the ball and play <laughs> really good defense you know that that Jenkins defense they swarm to the ball and they like to hit 
And um, then they started giving the ball to Demazio Harris, who had 128 yards. He's pretty good. Yeah, uh, 128 yards rushing and two touchdowns. And a majority of that, both touchdowns came in the third quarter. A majority of his rushing total came in the second half as well. And and you're going to hear from head coach Jason Cameron in just a minute about that. But I was really impressed with Jenkins last night. Um, I came away impressed with Islands too. I thought they played very well considering the the circumstances. Um, Can we mention their warm-up shirts? They had literal targets on their back. You know, whatever whatever you got to <laughs> do. It was um, – I appreciated that. Yeah, they, they played really hard. I thought they showed a lot of fight. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens after Tuesday and yeah. what that means for the program moving forward. But I thought they held their own. Um, Jenkins, though, looked really good. Um, in the second half, they got their offense going, forced a couple turnovers, blocked a punt. Um, they've got a lot of talent and a lot of experience, yeah. especially on that defensive side of the ball. Um, they're not a team I'd want to play in the state playoffs. Um, and so I was really impressed with them. And I was impressed when I saw them the week before. I, guess, I think mm-hmm. it was last week against Windsor Forest. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Jenkins now four and zero in region play. Islands three and one. The first loss of the season for Islands. Uh, Jenkins improves to five and one. Islands falls to five and one, and the Warriors now with the leg up in the region three AAA race. Spoke with Jason Cameron about the win and about the season moving forward a little earlier. Take a listen to what the Jenkins head coach had to say. So four and zero start now in region play. What did that win mean for you guys moving forward? Um, we, you know, we think every region win is important. Um, you know, Islands was also undefeated coming in, so, you know, it was a big game for us, a lot of hype around the city. So, you know, we were glad to kind of, you know, get a wind under our belt, and, you know, we got to get back ready because we've got a, you know, really good Southeast Bullet team there, which is always a tough place to play uh, next week. So, you know, you get to celebrate a little bit, and then it's kind of back to work today. Y'all trailed 7-6 at halftime and then kind of got back to what I think you would say the winning formula is for you running the ball and, and playing really really good defense is, is that what it's is that the game plan every week rely on that running game and rely on that defense absolutely you know like I always say we need to establish the run and, and Patrick Blake has given us the ability to throw the ball vertically especially when teams stack the box um you know, we actually brought, you know, we went with a, with another running back, kind of like a snipper type to put another guy in the box for us to kind of run some of our zone stuff, which really helped us. And you know, defensively, we're solid. Watching the film today, they, they broke off some, some plays from just from their athleticism because, you know, Island is super athletic. But, um, you know, from a solid perspective, I thought, you know, we played as good of a game, especially our linebackers, but as good of a game as they have all season. What's been working for you since region play started? Obviously, you had the loss against a good South Effingham team, but it seems these last few weeks you you guys have really been trying to to make a statement and turn up the intensity a little bit. Oh, the South Effingham was probably a blessing in disguise. You never want to lose because obviously your ultimate goal is to go undefeated every year. But, you know, if I don't think we would have been the team going into region play that we are right now without that loss. I thought we – you know, we got a little bit um, too comfortable. Uh, we lost our, our, our kind of competitive edge, and we thought, you know, anytime we walked on the field, we were going to win because, you know, we're, for whatever reason, we're taking high school, and that's just not the case, you know what I mean? So that's, that, that loss to South Effingham, it was, you know, as heartbreaking as it was, it was all kind of like a blessing in disguise because I think it kind of refocused our guys and realized that if we don't show up to play, especially in our region, which is pretty strong, you know, you, know, you, you, you can lose on any night. You have a team that is – super experienced a lot of seniors a lot of really team 
this is a team led team, player led team, I should say. When you when you have a loss like that, how did your those guys like Aquilo and Torres and Patrick Blake and Damasio, how did they respond? They responded great, you know. Um, you know, we lost them on a Friday night, and, and you know, we we don't do much on the weekend except for coaches and you know the text messages and uh, you know the the communication even amongst the kids about you know you heard the word embarrassed a lot and, and, and you know refocused and, and humbled, you know, which which I was excited about. You didn't really hear too many guys, you know, pointing fingers or or you know saying they should have touched the ball more, et cetera, et cetera. It was more, it was more like a self reflection of you know we need to practice better, we need to play better, and, and we need to kind of humble ourselves. This team now four four games away from closing out the regular season. Where do you see improvement needed over these last four or five weeks? All facets. You know, what I'm saying we try to get better each week. Um, you know, we we had a few you know misuse you know on you know all three parts of the game. I thought our special teams were as solid as they've been, but you know, of course, you can be better. Um, you know, it, we really do take it game by game and practice by practice, and we feel like even as coaches, you know, we, you know, we, you know, our game plans can be better, our preparation can be better. So we, you know, we just try to improve, um, you know, day by day and week by week. Coach, appreciate the time. We'll see you later this season. Good luck. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thanks. So I like what he said there about they they come off a loss at South Effingham. That was an overtime game. Yeah, kind of a heartbreaker. Oh, I was for, at that one too. Yeah, I forgot for, about that for Jenkins. And he said, I liked what he said about it. He called it a blessing in disguise mm-hmm. that it has maybe showed us a little bit that we're not unbeatable. How we have to play, and which that's a very good football team too, South Effingham. Yeah, absolutely. But I've noticed, and, and he and he agreed. This team has played with a little more intensity. They've played with a little more fire since that loss, and I think that's a, that's a good thing for Jenkins and a bad thing for everybody uh, else. The rest of Region tri- <laughs> Region Three AAA, and what that of course sets up now is. Jenkins and Benedictine in November. Um, if everything goes as expected, that could be a matchup between two undefeated teams playing for a region title, I think, November 8th. That would be fun. Yeah, so um, that's one to look forward to. We're going to have fun watching Jenkins the rest of the year. And I don't think Islands is done. We'll see what happens on Tuesday. But regardless of, of where they go from this, um, this GHSA appeal, um, I think Islands has a lot of talent, and they're going to be – very a very good football team for the rest of the year as well. Yeah. So we've got the end zone tonight, eleven twenty on WTOC right. during the news at eleven. We mentioned those games that we'll have. We're gonna have efforting uh twelve games tonight for the end zone and the end zone extra of course on our digital platforms. Plus regional scores as well. Yeah, Even if we don't have the highlights, yeah, we'll bring you the score. Yeah, we're gonna have all the results from all the big games around the area. And uh I'm really looking forward to tonight. It's a lo- it's homecoming season. Yep. It's Region football season starting to crank up. A There's little bit. a lot of games that are going to have some real postseason implications tonight, and we are starting to get to that level where you're starting to figure out just who teams are, and that makes a really fun time of year. So we'll see you tonight at 11:20 on the end zone for Lindsay. I'm Jake. Thanks for listening, everyone. Enjoy the games.